is Tuesday, November 14th, 2017. We had a very busy weekend. Every year, um, usually in October, but this year we waited until November, but every year we go down to Central Virginia and drive along the Skyline Drive, and that's to see all the fall colors. Um, and we usually, as I say, we usually do it in October, but this year my husband could not take off until now, so um, he took off um, Friday, Veterans Day, and we decided um, to get a hotel and everything and um, have a nice little two-day weekend, but although Friday and Saturday, not Friday through Sunday. But anyway, um, so Friday we got up early and had a nice breakfast of scrambled eggs and bacon. That's always nice to have during the week. Anyway, then we um, got ourselves together and got in the car and drove about, I guess it was about an hour and a half west and went to a winery first. We went to, surprise, surprise, we went to a winery. I know I haven't talked about that in a long time, but we went to a winery called Glen Manor Vineyards and they make some really nice wines. So we did a tasting and enjoyed a glass of wine and um, sat out on the on their patio and we could look at the fall colors in the mountains because their winery is out in um, just slightly, I think it's west of Front Royal, Virginia. And it, it sits um, basically at the base of the mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains that are um, in Western Virginia. And you can see all the beautiful colors, and you can also see the Skyline Drive, the actual road that you're going to drive on um, at the top of the mountain. So we sat out there and enjoyed the view. And most, I have to say that uh, higher up in the mountains, a lot of the leaves are gone, but um, lower down, the colors are still there. So we were able to see lots of um, golden yellow colors and some rust colors and Every once in a while, you'd see some red and yellow, but um, there wasn't very much orange, Although, and I love the orange, but there wasn't very much of that. So um, after the winery, we bought some wine and got in the car, and it literally the entrance to Skyline Drive is right next to the road that you go to the winery on, so we li- literally came out of the winery and turned right and went right onto the Skyline Drive, and it cost $25. I think the price went up. Although they keep talking now about raising the prices of um, the national parks to $70. Now, the Skyline Drive is in the Shenandoah National Park, and it goes along the Shenandoah Mountains, which is not the Blue Ridge, I guess. There's the Shenandoah Mountains, duh. Anyway, so you enter the park and you slowly um, drive up the mountain. And the as you, as we were driving up the mountain, you can see the colors are um, absolutely gorgeous down at that level. And then as you get to the highest point, which I think was 3,600 feet above sea level, there the trees are pretty bare. But we still enjoy the view because there's, there's lots of pull-off areas that you can um, you know, pull over and park your car and get out and look over and see the valley, the Shando Valley, and um, all the trees and the mountains all around you. And it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. So we saw lots of, um, like I said, the rust colors, the yellows. Now, here's the other thing. I, I'm trying to describe this, but um, of course it would be better in video. Well, I did ta- I did shoot a video, and I plan to post it tomorrow, so be watching my Twitter for the uh, link to the video. I just have to edit it and put it up there. And I shot it in 
4K 60 frames per second on the new iPhone 8. And I found out that my computer is not, um, my computer is now, I think it's three years old. Well, it's at least two, I know. No, it's probably going on three years now. Um, the new iPhone shoots video in uh, 4K at 60 frames per second, and it uh, saves it in a different format. Well, my computer had not been updated to um, accept the new format, so I um, transferred the files over to iPhoto, and when I went to export them to the desktop, it wouldn't let me do it because it says uh, your computer is not capable of dealing with this file or whatever, something like that. So I had to go around it about a different way to get the files on there. Anyway, so I have that video to show you and you will get to see the gorgeous um, views that we saw. I, I actually opened the sunroof and held the iPhone out the top of the sunroof so you get a view of the road going by with the trees and stuff. It's gonna be beautiful, I just know it. I know I did have I did have an issue with the audio at one point. I, I don't know what happened, but we were in the car and we were approaching the entrance to Skyline Drive and I was shooting a little video to you know to say we're coming close to the entrance and it didn't record the audio on that. So I don't know what that's about. I'm gonna have to do a little voiceover at that point. But all the rest of the audio came out okay. Although it was a very windy day, so you hear, you know, the wind and the the noise from the wind and all. But it was a gorgeous day. We had had like four days of cloudy, wet weather. And then Friday, it just like all dried up and the sun came out. And it was just, it was absolutely gorgeous. So um, anyway, so we went, we drove the um, Skyline Drive. And it's about an hour and a half um, length. It's 31 miles, but you can only go 35 miles an hour on the road. So um, it takes about an hour and a half to get to the other end. And the other end, or the section that we... Um, exited from is the Thornton Gap exit in Sperryville, Virginia. So we exited there and drove on 211 um, to our favorite winery, Grey Ghost Winery, Grey Ghost Vineyards. And you've heard that many times in the past. Um, you know, we just love their wine. So we, we went there and did a tasting and um, bought a case of wine. We actually picked up a case of wine that we had ordered but we did not have time to stay there and get a um, glass of wine because we had to get moving because we had um, dinner reservations um, at a restaurant uh, in town, in the um, town of Warrington, I should say. We actually didn't have a reservation when we got there, but the owner of Grey Ghost has some connections and he called and got us a reservation and told them that we would be bringing a bottle of Grey Ghost wine to um, have with our meal and we um, you know so he set up the corkage fee because when you bring a bottle of wine to a restaurant where you're not buying the wine at the restaurant you have to pay a corkage fee well the corkage fee was $35 at the restaurant it was no big deal we didn't that was not a problem for us at all I mean we, we didn't weren't upset by that at all anyway so um, we had to leave Great Ghost and um, go check in at the hotel where we were staying at a Hampton Inn in Warrington. So um, then we checked in and then had about like 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes or so to relax. And then we went to the restaurant and the restaurant's called Claire's at the Depot. And they had a, uh, it was very crowded when we walked in there, but they did, they had a table waiting for us. And um, we sat down and um, 
you know, showed them our bottle and said, we're going to have this bottle of wine with our dinner. And they said, no problem. Um, the owner of Grey Ghost called us ahead of time to let us know you were coming. So I'm like, this is so cool. So um, we had a, a delicious meal. We had both had fillets. And um, I had for dessert, I had a, um, a scoop of their salted caramel gelato, which was really good. And we enjoyed the bottle of wine during dinner. It was We um, got their reserve Cabernet, which was absolutely delicious. It was just, I think it was just recently released, like uh, late October, I think. Anyway, we went to pay the bill, and the corkage fee was not on there. The bill was like surprisingly um, small, <laughs> considering the meal we had and the um, corkage fee. And then, so and I, I was feeling guilty, so I said to the waitress when she um, came back to get the check, I said, I think you forgot to put the corkage fee on here. And she just kind of waved her hand and said, oh, no big deal. You guys come here all the time. Well, that's not really true. That was only the third time I've ever been there and the fourth time my husband's ever been there. So we're not really regulars. But I guess we were wondering if maybe the um, owner of Grey Ghost, if he paid the corkage fee for us, I don't know. We we never did find out. But I went ahead and tipped anyway as if the corkage was on there. So she got a nice, generous tip to go with the meal. So we um, enjoyed our dinner and then went back to the hotel and basically um, went right to bed because we were so tired. <laughs> we had such a long day. Um, so then we got up the next morning and drove to um, um, another one of our favorite wineries, um, Linden Vineyards, and we went there and um, tasted the wine and did a cellar tasting with the winemaker, which is cool, and then, of course, bought some more wine and then came home, and we got home about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So we had a really nice little two-day vacation away and enjoyed the fall leaves and lots of wine, and it was and it was very leisurely. We weren't in any kind of rush or anything we just enjoyed it and had a great time it was like a nice little vacation a little fall vacation so that was our weekend and we totally enjoyed it now on to other things i noticed i've been noticing this a lot lately um i don't know if this happens to other people but in the fall when the temperatures start to get cooler um and the moisture tends to go away i have dry hands and I know I've talked about this way, way long in the past. I have really dry elbows, too. But now my elbows don't seem to be too dry. But my hands are so dry. And, like, not that my skin is cracking, but you can see, like, little wrinkles in your hand, like your hands are dry. And I'm constantly putting lotion on it. But here's the dilemma. When I go to press the um, Touch ID on my iPhone, it doesn't recognize my fingerprint. My hands are so dry that it changes the, I guess, the uh, look of my, or the um, layout of my fingers. I don't know what it is, but my phone will not recognize my fingerprint. So I have to constantly be putting in the code, you know, the passcode, and I hate that. And no matter, it seems like no matter how much lotion I put on my fingers and my hands keep them moist, that phone will not recognize my fingerprint. I mean, it's not every single time, but um, it seems like it. So I don't know what to do. I'm going to just I, I just keep my hands like drenched in lotion for this whole season because especially when it gets much colder and much drier, my hands will be, you know, cracking probably. I mean, 
I don't know why I have dry hands, but I do. Anyway, I don't know how to solve the problem of the dry fingers and the um, iPhone not recognizing my fingerprint. It's driving me crazy. It makes me wonder if maybe I should upgrade to the iPhone 10 so that I can use Face ID and not my finger. Because there is no Touch ID on the iPhone 10, as we all know. Anyway, that's just something I need to ponder. So um, if you have any suggestions of what to do with my dry hands, just let me know. I know years ago somebody recommended some um, this like greasy elbow stuff to keep your elbows um, moisturized. But I didn't like that stuff because it's greasy. I don't like any lotions that are greasy. So um, don't recommend one that's greasy. <laughs> anyway, so um, moving on to other things now. So I received a voicemail from Princess Hana, and I love getting the voicemails, as you know. And she has um, certainly a topic that I was not familiar with. So let me play this voicemail, and um, then I'll respond to it. So, But I want you all to hear it. Here we go. Hey, Archer. It's Princess Hana. Um, for once in my life, I'm actually reading a story that has nothing to do with the Duggars or other celebrity type gossip that I find more enjoyable than regular news. And I was wondering what your take was on the possibility of the Black Plague in Madagascar that's going on right now. Um, apparently 143 people have already died in Madagascar because of this. And they're worried because of the ways that it's presenting that it become a real problem and spread to Europe and the UK and even the US. Um, just want to know what your thoughts were. All right, hope well. Love you. Bye. Thank you, Princess Hana. I am not familiar with this um, Black Plague in Madagascar at all, so of course I had to do some a little bit of research and find out what the hell this is talking about. I There's actually lots and lots of articles about it, um, mostly out of London or um, Europe and stuff. So I don't know how much it's being reported here in the United States, although CNN did have an article back in October um, about it, and the Washington Post did one early in October about it. But basically, um, since August... The Black Plague has shown up in Madagascar, and 140, well, I, I found 143 people have died of it, with over 2,000 cases um, of people who are who currently have it but have not died from it yet. Now, um, I don't know exactly like how it started or anything. Um, it, I don't know that I need to be overly concerned. However, this article in The Sun which I believe is a London uh, newspaper, says that um, two-thirds of the cases have, re have been reported as pneumonic, which means that it's the most lethal strain of the um, Black Plague. It's the same Black Plague, Black Death, whatever, that killed about 200 million people in Europe and Asia between 1346 and 1353. So I think everyone remembers the Black Plague from that, at least from history, if you had any kind of history. But the World Health Organization 
is concerned that plague that the plague could spread um, further because it is already present in several cities, and this is the state. This is the start of the epidemic season, which usually runs from September to April. The disease can be spread by coughing, sneezing, spitting, and through contact with other fluids. So, supposedly, it started with a one man on a bus um, traveling to the main city in Madagascar. I can't pronounce it, Antananarivo, something like that. Um, I think I just got an email. Anyway, so supposedly he had it, and all the people on the bus, because he was coughing or whatever, well, not all of them, but a lot of people on the bus that he was riding on got sick, and then many of them died. So um, then it kind of, they, they went home to their houses and spread it to their, I mean, it's just kind of like, like a plague. It just kind of has... Um, ballooned up to 2,000 people who are um, infected with it. it. It sounds like it's really easy to spread, and I can see why in Europe and Asia it killed so many people back then because we weren't then we weren't aware of it. But in modern times, we have ways to deal with it. One and especially deal with not spreading it uh, once it's once people have gotten it. So, Princess Hannah, in terms of being scared about it, I'm not so sure I'm scared about it. Um, well, for one thing, it hasn't hit Europe or the United States yet. And Madagascar is an island. So unless people leave the island who are infected and go to other countries, which is very possible, then spreading it to other um, continents, it, you know, unless that happens, spreading it will be difficult. Um I don't know that it's to a point that we need to be worried about it yet. However, um, the World Health Organization did say that if it were to spread, it would be like the Ebola outbreak that we had in um, 2014 in West Africa, where it started out as a um, plague, as a not a plague, as a um, disease that spread very rapidly, but then was able to be contained and then um, eventually eradicated. So because of the modern medical techniques that we have and what we know about viruses and how they're spread and how we can control the spread, um, it would not become a huge epidemic like it was in the 1300s. So um, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Um, it's something to you know watch and keep track of, but right now it sounds like from the two articles that I read that it is... Um, possible to contain it so um anyway so thank you for that voicemail message i thought it was interesting that you said um it's not normally an article that you would read because it, it's not like pop culture kind of thing my question for you would be is um what article did you read where did you find it to begin with how did you stumble upon that because it isn't something you know unless you're checking reading every newspaper every day that you would find an article about that because I had to, of course, Google Google it to find out. So um, anyway, I just find that interesting that you were able to find it and um, talk about it, be concerned about it. So anyway, well, that is all I have for today. So thank you, Princess Hannah, for the voicemail. And of course, I am I encourage everyone else to send voicemails and comments, of course. Anyway, um, I hope to podcast one day next week before Thanksgiving, but my in-laws are coming in town on Sunday, so I don't know how much time I'm going to have to podcast, but we'll see. 
Anyway, that is all for today. Thank you for listening. And until next time, bye.